Hi, I'm Zach. And I'm Danny. And this is Welcome to Undergrad. We're two college seniors. That's us. Tell you all the tips and tricks veteran students picked up throughout their college careers. So if you're stressed out about college. Or don't even know where to begin. Relax. Buckle in. And welcome welcome to to undergrad. And hello, everybody. Welcome to another section of Welcome to Undergrad. My name is Zachary Smith, joined with my co-host, Danny Mudvari. And we have a special guest here today, Cindy Cruz. Uh, Cindy's an engineering major, as I'm just, uh, and I was just introduced to her right before the show. How are both <laughs> of y'all doing here? We're doing perfectly fine. Uh, fun fact about Cindy, she uh, ran for campus election and won not too long ago. But... Uh, before we get more into that kind of stuff, we're just going to give you a rundown of kind of what our show layout here for today is. We're going to start off by uh, Danny and I have packed a bag of uh, what we brought when we were freshmen, you know, way back when. And we were trying to figure all of this stuff out by ourselves. Uh, and then we're going to talk about what we would bring today as well and kind of go through that. You know, uh, you never know a student until you go through their book bag. Am I right, Danny? Yeah, uh, I think you could find pretty weird stuff in mind on my freshman year, but we'll get into that uh, as we go in. Yeah, and uh, after after we talk about that for a little bit, we're, uh, we're going to talk about general requirements that every major has to talk about, uh, that every major has to take. So that, that'll also be fun, you know, which, uh, which sciences you got to take, which ones, which ones are the easy classes if you want to just skate by. Uh, of course, depending on your major, you might have to take take specific ones. So yep. always keep an eye on that. We'll we'll cover more of, uh, in depth when we get to that section as well. So don't go anywhere. You're not going to want to miss this edition of Welcome to Under. Once again, I'm Zachary Smith, joined by Danny Mudvari, my co-host, and uh, special guest Cindy Cruz. Now, uh, our first section is just starting up right now, and we're I'm going to call it Pack a Bag. Because, you know, if you uh, you never really know who a student is until you check their backpack. Now, uh, Danny and I, we've been doing this quite a, uh, quite a while now. Uh, so we're each going to uh, share what was in our backpack our freshman year during the duration of the semester. And, you know, maybe explain how it kind of changed as the semester went on. And then uh, we're going to end it by uh, talking about what we would take, how we would pack our freshman bag if we had to do it over again. All right, Danny, you want to go first, or should I get the honors on that? You know what? Just take it. All right. So (laughs) uh, when I was a freshman, and this isn't a joke here, I had a notebook for every uh, subject and a folder for every subject as well. You know, coming out of public school, I had a lot, like teachers at public school, they give a lot of handouts, like just worksheets in general. And uh, so it was kind of my system back then to have a folder for every subject, Um, you know, Depending on what subject it is, obviously, I did not for every single one. And by the time you're a senior, you kind of figure out which uh, which classes are handout heavy and things of that nature. But for college, I decided to play it safe my first semester and uh, just kind of prepare like I did for high school and had a folder for every subject and a notebook for every subject. Did kind of make my bag a little bit bigger than what it would be now. I don't I I've, uh, just with COVID hitting and everything, I haven't even had a backpack for the, these last couple of years, freshman year, that was that was my setup. I had a notebook and a folder for every subject. Well, I had basically the same thing. I just didn't have the folder. Um, I was really prepared for for all my classes. I decided I wanted to be really prepared for all my classes, so I had a notebook for every class. But I think after I progressed, there was this one time that I just used a random notebook for my math class, and I started filling it with equations. And I ran out of space on that notebook, so I just started putting the equations on top of the other equations. So, like, if you just looked at that ba- uh, that notebook, you could just see, and you're like, oh, this guy's some kind of mathematician. No, it was contemporary math. I was just doing weird things on my on, on my notebook. Um, Multiplication tables on top of tables? Basically, no. <laughs> no, it was some kind of equations, but no, what's it called? And, and I think the funniest thing is that whenever they told me about scantrons, and I didn't want to know what scantrons were, I made sure that I had all the scantrons from each class and I knew which ones they were. And I went to buy the, uh, buy them at the, uh, no, uh, the bookstore and then I put them in my bag and I carried them with me every day. I don't know why. I don't know if I was ready for like a surprise test that it was coming up and I was like, hey, I got my scantron actually. So that's what I had in my bag. I had notebooks and I had my scantrons, uh, a couple pencils and a couple pens. I had a couple because I always know that I lose pencils and pens. 
I think it's always nice to like, I always start the semester with a pen and then I end up with another pen that I don't know where I found from. Of course, it's the pen shuffle. Exactly. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure that my pen served well to another student around here. And somebody else's pen uh, picked up right where your old pen left. Exactly. Yes. But um, what's it called? But now I have this bag that I carry around with me, but I don't really need it. I just carry it around with me because it's tradition. I don't know. And uh, what's it called? I carry my laptop just in case. But I don't even take notes anymore on, on, on notebooks. I either take them on my laptop or I take them on my phone whenever the teachers don't mind. You see, I'm actually the opposite. I can't stand taking notes on my laptop. Uh, yeah. I'm, I was just a notebook always guy. I never brought my laptop to school, really. Uh, pretty fun fact, I didn't start bringing a laptop to school until we had to Zoom. And then I had to, <laughs> I had to come and work at the radio station. But then I had to be able to Zoom from the radio station. So I had to bring my laptop to Zoom on campus. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, if that's not convoluted. That's that's when Zach got updated and started using technology. <laughs> not really. I uh, just kind of I still didn't use it for notes or anything. I still had a notebook like right yeah. out right beside me. I'm I'm just a notebook kind of guy. Yeah, okay. but yeah, I agree with that. You know, I I you would always start the semester with uh, pins and pencils, <laughs> but then by the end of the semester, you would have a completely different set of pen and pencil. Absolutely. But you know, obviously, you got to bring your phone. That, yeah. The, the, yeah. That that's that's uh, kind of a, a given these days. If you don't have a phone, then um, Actually, some of the classes you can't even do the activities. They they re would require you to have internet access. Exactly. Even in high school nowadays. I mean, I remember when I was in high school and I learned about this thing called Kahoot, and I ha I needed to have a phone and I didn't have a phone. I was like, "Where?" If you're unfamiliar with Kahoot, those are the best days of school. <laughs> best days. <laughs> they're, of school. they're pretty fun, honestly. Yeah, get too competitive. Too. Competitive. Yeah. 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 Uh, yes, but uh, something else. I I would I would bring my lunch every day. Um, <laughs> yep. You say got to save that money. Student on a budget. You see, uh, what's it called? I was in dorm my first my first semester, so my well my first year. So I had the meal plan, mm -hmm. and I feel like I didn't use it as often as I should have because I mean I had a bunch of meal plans by the end of the year that just didn't transfer. So uh, if you're a student and you're on campus and you need to use your meal plans, make sure you use your meal plans. And if you don't want the food, just give it away to someone else because that that meal, those meals don't transfer to the next semester, uh, and you're just gonna lose it. Just that's money lost. Yeah, well, I would uh, make a sandwich every day and just uh, have <laughs> have a sandwich that was not cold anymore because it'd been because uh, I, I had nine a.m. classes and then I also had like four p.m. classes, so I was there all day. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it just wasn't cold by the time I would eat it. Uh, but yeah, just uh, you know, lunches. I, I I'm all about that saving that money. So I, I'd re <laughs> I'd do that again. Uh, but no, no, pretty much. The biggest change I would make is uh, obviously I wouldn't take a folder for every class anymore. Maybe like one folder. To, to like if if you really don't like uh graded papers wrinkled like you get papers back the that are graded and that's really the only thing that a, a teacher has ever handed me back yeah. is a paper that was already graded uh so you don't have to turn it in or anything but just uh if, if you don't like that kind of stuff crinkled just have like one folder and just use it for every subject but then uh, for the notebooks, I, I would not recommend bringing one for every subject. Uh, pretty much, it's called a one-subject notebook, but it's, yeah. it lies. It's way bigger than what you need <laughs> for one subject. What I started doing my sophomore year is I would take uh, I would take notes on, on the front of my notebook for one class, and then when I would go to my next class, I would turn the notebook upside down and then open from the back and start taking notes on the back of that notebook. Okay, I didn't turn my notebook upside down, but I started doing this little fold in between the notebooks that just separates the pages. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, this is the section, this is the section, this is the section. Eventually, I just got tired of it. And I just started using it, like everything. I'm a little disorganized in that sense. I will admit it because by the, then, I, if I had to check my notes, I had to flip through 100 pages of my five subjects that I'm taking, and then finally find the page that I was looking for. So I don't recommend doing that. But uh, but yeah, my no my one subject notebook turned into my five subjects, and sometimes my personal life. If I yep. just had to take some notes about phone numbers or stuff like that, so that that was my my holy grail. Oh yeah, for absolutely. Uh, you know, it sounds a little bit silly, but so is contemporary math when you're a broadcaster. <laughs> Listen, it was either that or college algebra, and I wasn't going to buy it. I'm not making fun of you here. I'm making fun of core curriculum, making us have uh, have math <laughs> here as a broadcast major. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, uh, yeah. I, I can assure you that I'm using my skills that I learned in contemporary math every single day. All right, Sydney, uh, you've, you've been listening for a little bit. You have any funny or and or embarrassing uh, <laughs> freshman backpack stories for us? If you don't, that's fine. No, I, no pressure here. I actually do. My first semester here, I came into class and I had a backpack full of textbooks. Like, I brought the physical textbook to class. And, you know, the first day on the syllabus, they were telling us, 
oh, well, you know, there's actually an online version. So, you know, I purchased these books. I was carrying them around. And, you know, I was carrying unnecessary textbooks. when They were easily found online. Um, for the most priority now, there is, you can find your textbook online in a PDF style. So that's what I recommend. But for me personally, like kind of I went through like my one subject notebook and I would just make it chronological, but I would write the, the number of the class really big. So like if I was taking like like I had to take calculus one, two, three and differential equations mm. of linear algebra. <laughs> Engineering so, major, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> so, Different level. You heard my contemporary math. This oh, yeah, is <laughs> I had statistics once. So I, I just decided to work on my on my assignments during iPad and you know, that definitely just changed how heavy my backpack was because my whole freshman year, I had, like, back pain. <laughs> like, oh, no. <laughs> I carried so many textbooks, and I carried so many notebooks, and, like, I was always sorting through them. And I was like, why am I struggling when my life could be easier by getting an iPad? I, I learned. Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I got an iPad with a pen. So then I just, and mm. I got, like, the, the the paper that covers your, your iPad so it feels like paper. Gotcha. That, that's, I, I, that's so too fancy for me. I just use a notebook. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but, you know, I actually learned that textbook uh, that textbook trick. Back at dual credit, my, I did dual credit back in high school, and uh, I didn't buy my my textbook back for that class. It was an English class, I think, and uh, just because you know, I, by that point I was suffering from senioritis, and everything could always be done later. Uh, <laughs> so I, I just ended up not buying the textbook. But then the class didn't require the textbook, so I'm like, why does it say require textbook if it doesn't require the textbook? Turns out that is a big trend in college. They will always give you a textbook to get, and you most of the time do not need a tech to get a textbook. Uh, so I, I, I actually did play that one correctly. I waited until I, about a week or two into classes and then judged if I would need to buy the required textbook. Now, uh, you can't wait too long for some of the classes. Um, <laughs> otherwise, you'll, you won't be able to turn in assignments. But yeah, I'd say... Give it a solid week of classes before determining if you want to buy that textbook so you don't run into back pain and you don't run into a wallet pain either. So this is a little bit of foreshadowing, but you do have to take a, a foreign language class. Uh, and the thing is that if you take a foreign language class, they usually, usually, you will have to take uh, with McGraw-Hill uh, Connect. Uh, it's, Ooh, it's like a yeah. link. Those are $200. And you have to do them because they're, the, the, that's where the assignments are. Uh, I didn't have to buy many of the books that, I, that that everyone needed, especially because my professors, uh, two of my professors gave me their books. They were like, oh, yeah, here, just have them. I was like, thank you. Uh, that's that's also a good, uh, a good idea. If, if you really don't have any money for any books and you really need the book for the class, you can always ask the professor and the professor will try to help you out, at least most professors that I've found. But yeah, the foreign language classes with the McGraw-Hill and Connect and all that stuff, th those those are expensive. Yes, they are. Uh, but they're meant, you, you buy, you're, you're supposed to buy them once and it's supposed to last you like yeah. uh, four semesters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just, you got you to gotta make sure to stay on time if you're going <laughs> to do this stuff like that, I guess. Uh, but... Uh, what about if we had to do it over again? What would we? What changes would we make? Obviously, I'd feel like Cindy wouldn't uh, wouldn't have that back pain issue. Uh, I already said that I wouldn't have so many folders, but uh, I would. What I would do is I would get a multi-subject notebook, and I like I have right now. I have a five multi-subject notebook right in front of me. I've used this thing for the last three years. Okay, <laughs> this thing has uh, has seen every kind of subject imaginable. It's about halfway full. Okay, and I don't take notes on on my laptop like we already discussed. You like. Really, I'm telling you, you like note taking is just not as uh, heavy at during my college career as I was expecting it to be. Maybe that's because of COVID. Maybe not. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times, professors will just give you their powerpoints, so you don't have to take notes because you can just literally pull up the powerpoint. But as far as note taking goes, uh, obviously you can use your laptop if you want, or if you're a notebook guy like me, just like one five subject subject notebook could last you through like your entire college career. It's actually kind of crazy. Obviously, I'd still bring my phone, but what I would add to that is a pair of earbuds because I didn't bring earbuds the, the first uh, like semester. I, I just, it was just always kind of uh, forgotten. I spent so long like waiting between classes that I would, I, it would have been a real, it would it should have been a no brainer thing. I just didn't think of it. And, and uh, you know, I, I was, it's kind of been drilled into me don't bring earbuds to school if you want to learn the subject because you will not pay attention to class. But you have so much time in between classes in college that uh, you, you'd use them on your break or if you're just like uh, pulling out homework or something in the, uh, between classes. Uh, so, you know, there, there, is, uh, there is an argument to be made for earbuds being a very essential uh, college supply. I would also put in one emergency scantron uh, just 
just just so you have like a pity story to the professor if uh, if there was a pop quiz or something that you forgot a scantron for it's like i just brought the wrong scantron i promise uh you know th- that that kind of situation uh but then the last thing i would i would add to my college bag is a usb uh, i don't know why but it, maybe it's a broadcast thing but like i just always need a usb and i never have one in my bag but that that that'd be what my entire bag looks like with a pin uh, just n- a notebook, a USB, my phone, earbuds, and an emer- emergency scan drone. That that'd be honestly the it. I could show up to my first day of class in any subject, and I'd feel pretty confident that I would not be lacking anything for that day. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with you on that. Although uh, I don't think I've ever used a USB except for one of my classes. It's certainly helpful if you. It always depends on what sort of classes you're taking. Uh, but what I do use is my laptop instead of the notebook. Because what I found is that if I just uh, if you don't like taking notes or if you have bad handwriting like me and then you can't understand your notes afterwards, uh, what I do is just open a Google Docs for every classroom and then just take all of my notes in that. In that. So if you like typing, you can do that. If you like uh, writing, you can uh, you can always get the one subject notebook like Zach and carry it around like your holy Bible. Uh, uh, <laughs> It's a, it's a good idea, honestly. It saves so much money because notebooks are so expensive. I didn't realize. Right. I mean, like a five subject notebook. What's that? Like seventeen dollars. Exactly. Or exactly. It but, also depends on the quality, but but yeah, it's it's pretty. It can get pretty expensive. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. The stationary wars, man. Stationary wars. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, would you do anything different though? Would uh, is is there is there one kind of school supply that you can think of where? It'd be like, man, I really should have had that by freshman year and I didn't have it. Usually it's the opposite. Usually it's like, why did I bring all this stuff? <laughs> yeah, I think mine is more leaning on why did I bring all this stuff instead of I needed something. I did find that a couple times I needed a sharpener and I never had a sharpener. A pencil sharpener. A pencil sharpener. Huh. And there's n- none of them. Like, I, like you expect that there's some at the classroom. But they don't work. No, <laughs> so, they don't. They don't. You're right. So it's like if you really need, especially for your exams, if you really need a pencil and you really need a pencil sharpener, I found out that I never, I, I didn't know where to get a pencil sharpener. Yep. Uh, you, you start looking around class, find find the one person who does have it, you know? <laughs> That's pretty weird. Whatever, yeah, whatever you're about to take an exam, but you're just looking frantically for a sharpener in the middle of the exam. Hey, please. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's that's a feels bad moment. That oh, yeah. Feels, yeah, test day. Test day is its own beast. I feel like we could have an entire conversation about this for test day. <laughs> All right, Cindy, you have anything for me? Um, yes. Yeah, so I wanted to mention if you're taking like general chemistry or or college algebra or calculus one or or you know anything that goes above college algebra, really, I recommend for you to bring your own calculator, especially for the labs, especially for physics. My first physics lab, I did not bring my calculator. And I had to share with somebody, and that person was not very nice. So, <laughs> you know, uh, I struggled a little on my first day of my physics lab. But, you know, just making those right friends and making sure that you're prepared. If you're taking anything above college algebra, that may require math and science. <laughs> that is a very good point. I only had to take statistics, and I took it online. So I did, that wasn't even a big deal because I uh, – actually, I, I did have a calculator for that class. I did have my own TI-85, I think calculator for that class but yeah that's a great point if you do have a math class yeah putting a calculator in your bag that that'd be very it's it's just a good thing to do being familiar even if like it's a class where you can use your phone calculator and things of that nature it's just being familiar with how a calculator layout works helps you so much in math uh not not have, not downloading an app at like the last minute or something because <laughs> that'll that that'll confuse me every time at least well i was going to mention also like you should bring the calculator that you're going to use for the test because sometimes you just plug in the formula wrong you know so like making that memory you know especially for those engineering introductory courses they let you use calculators but sometimes you each calculator has a different setting Yep. So, you know, if you're just not plugging in the formula right, then it's just you're not going to get the right answer. So getting even, that early practice. Even us in lowly contemporary math had to use a calculator <laughs> and, and I had to bring a calculator. Uh, and then my professor roasted me in front of the whole class because he said the Japanese calculators were not as good as American calculators. But I was like, OK. Uh, and so I, I went and got an American calculator. They can get pretty expensive, honestly. Yes, they can. Uh, uh, especially <laughs> when you get things like TI-85s. Or I don't know if you had to get anything fancier than that for engineering. I did. And what I ended up doing is I, I didn't go to I didn't go to Walmart or Target. I went to just like a local like a local sale. You know, like, mm-hmm. and like I found mine in a garage. Like, I'm going to be honest. Like, hey. I was looking hey. for it. It works. And it worked. And I only paid $20 for it. And, Dang. you know, and some of these calculators. Somebody got scammed. <laughs> some of these calculators that go up to, like, 200 
So, oh, yeah. you know, I'm just saying I, I made a, a nice purchase. And while my calculator may not look the nicest, it does the job. So Exactly. That, that, that's, that's the important part at the end of the day. Absolutely. All right. That was what's in our pack-a-bag. Three different people with three uh, different kinds of stories here. Danny mostly uh, said he brought way too much stuff. I said I should have brought different stuff. And uh, Cindy saying that... Uh, with a Cindy with a PSA announcement, don't buy the textbook at the very beginning. <laughs> so just uh, just keep your ear to the ground for a second. The, save save yourself the back pain. Exactly. Also, uh, and the wallet pain. Like I said before, those those textbooks get so expensive. Oh yeah, so quickly. And uh, going to go be going through UTA core curriculum. Those basic classes you got to take. Which ones did we take? Would we do it the same way? Uh, well, let's just get right into it. Danny, I think you have the list right in front of you. What is first? Yeah. Okay. So now, first of all, we have English, English composition. Uh, I know that you can either take the two, Eng there's two English classes, English 1301 and English 1302, or you can take the speech class, which counts towards your English composition. So, for um, some majors, I believe. Yeah, for some majors. Absolutely. Um, and I took English 1301 and 1302 back in high school as a dual credit, mm -hmm. but I did take the speech class. Uh, there's different parts of the speech class, because I think there's speech speech class for STEM majors and the speech class for broadcast majors and speech class for a bunch of stuff. Uh, but I thought the speech class was really nice. It was it was fun. It counted towards my electives, and um, I really enjoyed that class. I took it with uh, Professor Linda Bishop. She's amazing. Uh, and I... It's not very hard. You don't need the book. You just need to make sure that you're doing the work. Yeah, I'm actually in a very similar boat. I took uh, AP English back in high school and was able to get an a AP score high enough to so I didn't have to take it. And then I took dual credit for uh, English 1302. I would very highly recommend doing uh, English dual credit 1302. Uh, it was it was way easier than I think it should have been, and it was. Uh, <laughs> It was. It just ended up working out very well. You, you can get away without having to pay for these basic courses at a university level. I would absolutely recommend that. Uh, you know, the, these these classes add up very quickly, and uh, that that dollar sign amount also adds up just as quickly. And so, uh, yeah, for English, I, I'm in a similar boat. I didn't take any here at the university. Uh, I've known some people that have taken it, and really what it seems like is busy work in all honesty yeah. as long as you know how to write it should be an easy a yeah, yeah. Uh, and you stay on with the, all the assignments and all the commitments because i've met some people that took the english class too and it was just okay there's the essay 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 mm -hmm. and then as long as you write them and write them on time it's fine but you have to write them exactly you have yeah. to write them uh cindy did you take english here or did you take english at a different university or did you did you uh dual credit like us yeah, so I actually ended up doing that dual, dual credit. So a lot of <laughs> my, the high school that I went to, they offered a lot of opportunities to do dual credit. So when I came over here, I was able to just focus on like my engineering courses. But uh, Danny also mentioned um, comps and speech. So I ended up also taking it with Linda Bishop. And, you know, she really challenged me in terms <laughs> of communication because when I came to UTA, I was very, I was very shy and my mentality was, I'm just going to take my engineering courses and get out. <laughs> but, you know, at the end of the day, I'm very happy that um, it was actually it was actually Professor Bishop who encouraged me to get involved in campus and, you know, making that extra step to communicate. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of the only thing that I took in that list. Um, I took chemistry for engineers, which is um, it's like the combination of general chemistry one and two. And it's not fun. I'm going to tell you that. Oof. But, you know, if you keep up with the, the laugh manual and you ask questions, I I don't feel like there should be a lot of hassle on passing that class. So. Now, uh, Danny and I both started out as science majors before we made our way to broadcast. <laughs> and that, uh, that speech class that they're both talking about, that's actually uh, the class that gave me the extra credit assignment to go to Calm Day. And uh, that's how I ended up in broadcast major uh, at the end, is I enjoyed that speech class uh, and what I heard at Calm Day enough to actually change my major. Uh, I, I don't have the same memory y'all do, apparently, because I don't remember my teacher's name. But I, for actually most of these core uh, classes, I don't remember my teacher's name. But uh, my my overarching advice on that front is just check my professor before before you lock yourself into a specific class it's not correct all the time but it's better than nothing yeah yeah absolutely i think that especially the comp class uh the speech class if nothing else it'll teach you how to get out of your bubble and start talking to people and start talking around uh, and i think it's very helpful especially for people that are not feeling very comfortable in college and stuff like that 
All right, so next it says liberal arts elective. <laughs> Does that make any sense to y'all? Because I, I, do not ever have, I do not remember having to take a liberal arts elective. Yeah, I remember what this is. So it's basically uh, there's a bunch of um, options that you can do, but a liberal arts elective is, is it, can, it goes from anything from history to sociology to uh, psychology or advanced uh, language classes. So there's a German culture class, Spanish culture class, Russian culture class, gotcha. uh, English culture class. You can also take things like British literature or uh, world literature. I don't know how to pronounce that word, man. Literature? Literature. Yeah, there, there you go. You go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so it ranges from a variety of things. I actually took, tried to take anthropology for that class, <laughs> and I couldn't. Uh, so after, it was the, the same year that we started the pandemic, and, and I... Uh, it, it it was too much too many readings and it was too too much focus. I feel like that's one of those classes where the professor takes her job seriously, even though she knows that most of us are just there for the for the for the liberal for, arts yeah. credit. Yeah. Uh, so I decided to uh, drop out uh, drop drop that one, and then eventually I replaced it with a German culture class. And uh, the the other thing here is I was looking through the through the courses that can supplement for this credit. Uh, lots of broadcasting classes can already. So, as broadcasting majors, we really probably didn't even have to worry about this. It was kind of it was probably built into our degree. But like I said before, we we transferred into the major, so uh, we we probably. Uh, I, I guess that's how you kind of got that anthropology story there. <laughs> but yeah, so as liberal art majors, we probably didn't even notice those electives. Um, now, out of all of these. I, I gotta say, broadcasting classes are fun. I would recommend those, but that's just me. Yeah, broadcasting classes are are fun. You could uh, move into broadcasting. The other one that I would uh, recommend you take, I also took um, global issues. It was pretty fun class. Uh, it wasn't very hard at all, uh, and if anything, it gives you more of a global perspective to understand what's going on around uh, in other places. Uh, next up, I think we have history now. Uh, history thirteen eleven and history thirteen twelve. Uh, I believe that's separated and uh, between the so I think the Civil War is what they used to uh, as the mark between those. So it's like a ancient world history all the way to the Civil War, and then picks up a antebellum period, and then ends at uh, around nine eleven. I think is where that thirteen. Uh, I already lost the numbers here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thirteen twelve. Nine eleven and the the uh, recession back in two thousand eight. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, you don't really have a choice in that. You have to take the history. Yeah, you have to take, you history, have to take yeah. history one and history two. I remember I, this is the only teacher, the only professor I remember from this list. I had Gregory Kosk, professor Gregory Kosk for her 1311. And, uh, the guy was very animated. He absolutely knew his stuff. Very, very sharp, but man, he politicized everything. <laughs> oh my gosh. You could not go through a class without politicizing. So if that's your thing, if that's your cup of tea, you should absolutely take him. He's a very smart professor, but I just wanted to get my credit. Um, yeah. That's kind of, kind of where I stood. And so it was like, you make sure to, to eat your breakfast before that class because he, he talks fast and he, I, I wouldn't even say his class is hard. You just, he just definitely knew his stuff. And if you didn't want to get left behind, you had to keep up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I actually took history uh, 1311 here at UTA. I took it with uh, Professor Stiffen. I don't remember his last name, but I do remember that it was Professor Stiffen. He was a really nice guy. Uh, I remember the first day of classes, he was like, I'm not going to require you to bring any uh, any textbooks. I'm not going to require you to bring any uh, any materials. I'm just going to give you the classes as it is uh, with documents from the period, which I thought was pretty cool. It was pretty fun, and you didn't have to have a notebook, so uh, I would recommend you to take that class. I'm a history-oriented kind of guy. I like, I like history. Yeah. Um, I'm actually in a history class, a Texas history class right now, just for fun. And... Uh, yeah, that 1311 class that I had to buy a textbook to uh, to to read like it was a historic like a kind of a historical reading type of deal where a, a modern day author wrote about um, I think it was George Washington's slave. Uh, he, of, co of course, he had slaves that everybody did back then. But uh, well, I should say that all the wealthy did back then. Yeah. And uh, it, it was the book was like from the point of view from a slave from Washington and. Uh, like I said, it was uh, everything was politicized. He kind of hit it very home that founding fathers did have slavery. Uh, I mean, anybody who's who's knows anything about uh, colonial history would know that that's absolutely the case. I don't know why it had to be drilled that hard in, but <laughs> that's beside the point. Uh, 
I did have to buy a, a book for that class is what I wanted to get here. And then we were tested on that book. So it was probably more in depth than uh, what you're describing for your history class. But yeah, I'm telling I think what's called there's there's different types of professors. And then there's the type of professor that understands that you're not taking this because you want to take this. And then there's the type of professor that, that doesn't understand that you're you're just there for the credit. Any history major, I feel like would have been uh, right at home in that oh, yeah. in that history class that I'm describing. I just didn't because I'm a broadcast major. <laughs> 1312, uh, that that pretty much what you were describing for 1311, that was my 1312. Uh, it was, the teacher knew that we were there for the credit only and I uh, kind of taught the class in that sort of way. Uh, you'll find that most core curriculum teachers here are very good about adapting their classes to just helping you get a credit. It, it feels kind of bad, but uh, my, it's kind of made my mindset adjust for, uh, in college too, instead of buying an education to buying a degree. I actually took 1312 at, uh, at TCC during the summer. Uh, and I was, I'm, uh, I'm not paid by TCC to give them advertising, but I will tell you that if you can take summer classes at the community college or a community college nearby, they save you so much money and they can transfer right to UTA, especially TCC has a, has a transfer deal with UTA. Yep. Uh, your, your advisor will help you out with that. So if you want to just take time, take uh, classes in the summer, I would totally recommend, especially if they're basic classes, I would totally recommend you to take them at TCC. I've taken one of the, one or two of those myself. All right. Any, uh, anything to ch chime in here on history or just uh, pretty much saying, well, I didn't take it at UTA. Yeah, so same here. I, I didn't get to take it at UTA. Um, I did it as a dual credit course, but I personally had to pay out of pocket because I had already filled in my my amount of allotted dual credits for my independent school district. Gotcha. But, you know, I had the opportunity of applying for a scholarship. So then instead of me paying, um, well, I technically I did pay, so I got a reimbursement for the oh. course. And, you know, like, like I said, like, I kind of just waited out for the syllabus, and our my professor actually ended up saying, like, just study the PowerPoint slides, and everything will be fine once you take the test. And, you know, I was very blessed because I took both parts of the course uh, with the same professor, so I kind of understood his, his teaching point. Um, so, yeah, kind of reiterating, like, just wait until the syllabus to see, like, <laughs> like, like what, what do you need, you, yeah. yeah, what to expect. And the one thing that I would say is I, I took it at Dallas Community College, um, specifically Mountain View. And I was a Saturday course, so I was taking dual credit. Oof. So that's how I spent my Saturdays. <laughs> nice. Not really, but nice. <laughs> it's a nice way to spend your Saturdays, Not you nice, know? Yeah. History. Yeah. Well, I was, I was going to say, like, it was it was only in the morning, and then after I would just go play soccer because, you know, on a you Saturday, right there, you, yeah. you just yeah. get to do whatever you want, so. Uh, <laughs> now I'm, now I'm driving. If I'm not driving to campus, I'm doing something for, I'm out of campus doing something for the radio station. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but yes, just very want to drive this point home is that uh, take as much of this stuff away from like university dollar signs as possible would be my advice. Uh, that's probably university would probably wants to know my location to take me out here. But uh, just keep this in mind. I don't know about y'all two, but I'm graduating on time with when I already had a lot of uh, uh, credits in, in my back pocket because of things like dual credit and AP. So. If I had to take those in addition, I would be swamped from uh, from morning to night every every single hour of my college day. I think just to add a point there is uh, uh, don't feel bad if you don't graduate in, on time or, or on the first four years. I mean, only 20 percent of student, college students around the United States graduate on time. So throughout the four years. Uh, so there, there's absolutely nothing wrong with graduating, not uh, not graduating on well, what we seem is on time. Four years. It oh, just, that's it just, what we mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, it just saves you a little bit of money. So if you can do it, uh, but if not, then don't stress about it. You can just keep going. But this is, this is, how, if you are looking for, like, if that is your goal, this is a very viable way of doing of doing absolutely. is getting these credits out early in absolutely. your high school career or during summer, the summers in between community colleges even at university that's still fine but just uh, save yourself the money <laughs> absolutely all right so poli sci is after history it is not different you do have to take both government and history yeah uh, you don't have much of a choice right there no you don't uh federal government is there is your polls 2311 class state government is your polls 20 uh 2312 pretty much it they were both self-explanatory i didn't buy the book i don't think i bought the book for either I might have had to buy it for the Texas state government one. Uh, so polls, uh, 
2312, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I definitely didn't have to do it for federal government. Uh, it was it, it, that was a pretty run of the mill class for me. It's very much uh, get get them the credit and move on. I took uh, federal government with Michael Morris here at UTA. He's an amazing professor. I would totally recommend you to take him. Uh, he's very he's very clean with everything. He's his explanations and he's very uh, he's more lecture and and emphasis on you learning kind of thing. And then I took uh, Texas government with uh, Professor Daniel Sledge. Um, he was pretty nice. Uh, I would say that he, he like he was amazing as a teacher, but he did talk a little slow. Uh, so if 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 you if that's your cup of tea, I mean, it was great. I mean, but he was actually one of the ones that I asked for the textbook to, and he gave it to me. So he was just like, "Oh, here, yeah. If you don't if you don't have the money to get the textbook, here here's the textbook." So nice. I know. I know. Wish nice. every professor could be like that. <laughs> Probably don't have that many textbooks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you, if they just went around giving everyone's textbooks, uh, it would be a little uh, un, uh, uneconomical. But 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 yeah, uh, he, you can every now and then you can find those type of professors that will help you out. Uh, now, uh, something that we haven't really mentioned is that most of these core classes they are in uh, lecture heavy, like lecture rooms. It, these these rooms can hold up to like what five hundred people at oh, max yeah. capacity or something. Like these these rooms are pretty massive and. Like when I say they just get there to make sure everybody gets the credit and move on, that's pretty much what happens. As long as like there's way too many people to be grading <laughs> every single essay for every single assignment that they that, that that's turned in. They what what I bet you happens is like oh they turned in the essay. I read a sentence and it didn't have a grammatical error, and it looks like it has something to do with what what uh, what they're supposed to be talking about. Okay, we'll mark it a completion. Now, obviously, I don't know this for sure, but just sometimes I get the sense that that's what happens. We had a we had a TA that I, I'm pretty sure he was the one who graded all of our papers. Uh, Bobby Gomez, I remember his name because mm -hmm. we made a meme out of him. Oh no, he was he was just so like the epic Bobby Gomez because he always came in early. He started putting the he put the political debates up on the up on the uh, on the. Uh, presentation just so he would talk about it so the professor would talk about it he never talked about it because he didn't <laughs> want to get into politics uh but bobby gomez was was the guy who probably graded all our papers uh but yeah like you said it's it's 200 people in that class my class was actually taken at the mac i don't know wow, for yeah. those of you who don't know the mac is our gym uh basically our gym multi-activity center multi-activity well maverick activity center right <laughs> most most schools would call it a multi-activity multi center yeah, right yeah, yeah. right no, and uh, what's it called? And there's an auditorium in there, so that's where I took my class, and it was literally 200 people. So yeah, there's absolutely no time for the one professor to grade all of those papers. Right. Yeah. Uh, they, they were they do rely on the TAs. On absolutely, the, so, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, but they're pretty easy uh, as long as you stay focused on the on the class. Our mathematics is up on our list next, and I actually have Yikes. kind of a funny story about this. So I took a pre-cal my senior year of high school, and I uh, when when I was originally. Uh, slotted for getting a Bachelor of Science uh, back when I was a microbio major, uh, I thought, okay, I'm going to have to take science then, probably up to, to calculus. And so I decided to put pre-cal as uh, one of my first classes for uh, my college career. And I, for what I think I was taking 18 hours that semester, which is just too many to begin with. But like, I'm not a very math-oriented person either. And so even though I had already taken pre-cal, I still didn't know what was happening during the class. It was really bad. So I had to end up dropping it. Fast forward a couple years, you need a math credit to graduate. And I didn't have a math credit. Uh, so what I ended up doing is I went to the testing center and took a math CLEP test. Uh, despite not having taken a single math class in two years, and I, I, tried, I sat down to, to try to get to CLEP out of uh i think i think it was just algebra i think i was just trying to clap out of algebra and i passed by the skin of my teeth it was so close and like rewind two years before and i could have done that math in my sleep it's it's algebra uh pretty much every high schooler should be able to pass that class yeah but i hadn't taken it in two years i had no idea what was happening i was like watching youtube videos before entering the the test it was it was bad and it, what's even worse is that I think some of the YouTube videos actually helped me helped me uh, get get the grade that I did get on. Like I, I think you needed a seventy five, and I think I got a seventy seven. I think that's how close it was. I don't Good know job. how I don't know how the CLEP like grades their papers. It's not not like a regular grade. I don't think it's it's a weighted. I know it's really weird, but it was it was entirely too close. And I would have I would have had to take like an entire extra class had I not been able to CLEP out of that. 
So I actually didn't take my TSI in when I was in high school, and apparently you needed to take your TSI in high school. Uh, you have to take your TSI in high school, especially for math, to prove that you were ma math efficient. I never took it just because I didn't have the time to. The day that I was scheduled to take the TSI, I didn't take it. So whenever they came here, I was like, okay, we're just going to count you as you failed the TSI, and we're going to put you in contemporary math. And I was like, okay, I mean, it's fine. I'm not looking to take a really uh, hard math class anyway, mm -hmm. so I'm fine with taking the contemporary math. Uh, it was it was a little longer than all the other math classes, but it was perfectly fine for me. Uh, I ended up knowing more than I thought I did in math, uh, and I swerved through that course like it was nothing. I, I started teaching after uh, after class to all the people that didn't understand what what was going on in the course. Uh, but then for my second math class, because you do have to take two, even if you're not a math major, but you have you do have to take two. And uh, for my second math class, I took them at T uh, TCC. I took statistics at TCC. Mm, and this is where I wanted to add, add something else is UTA does this wonderful, beautiful thing that we all appreciate is that it doesn't take any GPA from any other uh, any other college outside <laughs> from UTA. We do appreciate. So it doesn't matter what grade you got on, on your classes at TCC. As long as you finish the class, as long as you pass the class, they'll give you a past and you will not affect your GPA. So, I mean, I was, uh, I didn't get a, a C, but if you get a C, it's perfectly fine. And I, I would do, wasn't stressing about that class in the middle of the summer uh, while taking statistics. Yep. I took statistics very similar to you. Uh, that's actually, that was the big hurry up for me to clap out of algebra because algebra was a prereq for statistics, I think. Yeah. Like one of two options, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, so I had to clap out of algebra because I needed to enroll into statistics. Otherwise, I'd be a semester behind. And that those those two points, they came in for a big way. Now, Cindy's probably laughing at us like, oh, my gosh. They're, <laughs> These they're, guys. They're, they're worried about taking college algebra while I'm taking calculus five over here. But... <laughs> No, I was going to say, I, I, okay, if you're going to take classes at DCCD or TCC, you, you should probably read, like, the transfers, you know? Yeah. Making sure that the course that you're taking is actually going to transfer. I personally had a very <laughs> bad story where I thought that if I took trigonometry, which I passed, and college algebra, which I passed as well, it would, like, I would just magically not have to take pre-calculus, and, you know, I... I had to take pre-cal, but I ended up taking it during my high school because at the time I was doing dual credit. And then I came here and they were like, oh, they, there was a lot of confusion about my credits. So like my first month, they just placed me in Calculus 1 and I had to like keep fighting to stay in Calculus 1. So, you know, that's all I have to say on that is like, if you're going to go take it at a community college, which I definitely recommend for you to do, make sure that the actual course number is going to transfer to UTA yep. and get confirmation from your advisor because I went through this whole deal of trying to defend my credit <laughs> that's a very good point that the advisors they they're there to help you and at the end of the day whether they're a uta advisor or a community college advisor they're there to help you and i've had uh i've had some advisors advise me on what like yeah you can take that at community college and it'll be just fine yeah. they're the that, that you shouldn't ever be worried about asking your advisor something like that. Right before right before the summer, usually what I do is ask my advisor, hey, I'm taking these classes during the summer and TCT. And they're like, oh, yeah, okay, let me give you the list of what, what what are the courses that transfer over. And then they just send me the list, and it's perfectly fine. If you if you just ask your advisor, they'll give you the information. It's a naming scheme. They like to name uh, name oh the God. classes different to, at the two different schools, but it's still the same class. So There's like really weird names that they give different, different, but it's the same class. And it does transfer over, but you have to make sure it does because you have like to make Cindy sure it said does. if it doesn't then you then you might be out of a credit yeah <laughs> nobody yeah, yeah. wants to be out of a credit absolutely not all right after that is actually natural science yeah you uh gave us a little bit of a segue there danny now <laughs> this my my credit for our net for my natural science was a little bit odd uh, I had I had taken bio one already, and bio one is a hard class at UTA. They, UTA is very proud of its science classes. It's proud of its engineering department. It's proud of its nursing uh, department, and so like science kind of covers both of those. And bio one is it, it's pretty difficult. It was pretty difficult, but I took it because I thought that's what I wanted to do. And so when I decided that's not what I want to do. I thought to myself, okay, now what? I need to still take a science, though I take bio too, but that sounded terrible. And so uh, I, I emailed my advisor and he said, yeah, most people do astronomy or geology. And so I looked up those classes and geology didn't have any extra room in those classes. So I picked astronomy. And so 
uh, my two natural science classes were biology one and astronomy one. You do not have to take the same science two, uh, two semesters in a row. You can, t you can take just one and one. Thank God. Yes, thank goodness. <laughs> thank goodness indeed. Pretty much what I did is bio one and then astronomy one. The problem, the, here's the catch 22. Uh, astronomy was, uh, was both lecture and lab. You had to do both of them. And most of the work came in the lab, actually. Pretty much if you got a passing grade in lab, you got a passing grade in the class with, uh, as, as long as you showed up for the test day. And you, you paid attention at least a little bit in class. But uh, astronomy lab had a textbook and you had to have the textbook because you had to like rip out it was like an actual workbook where you ripped out the pages and turned in the pages you know well from way back oh yeah so i i have an astronomy 2 workbook just sitting there not not ever going to do anything with it because i don't have to take my my science anymore but you know what i might take it for next semester <laughs> no i actually changed i was supposed to take uh i was about to take chemistry because i was a chemistry major at the beginning but then i decided to switch my major right before classes started on my freshman year smart move so thank you thank you <laughs> So I, I actually substituted the chemistry class by for another class that I forgot what, which one I substituted for. I think it was poli-sci. But um, what's it called? So I, I haven't taken my second, uh, my second science class. I'm still reviewing what I wanted to take. I'm pretty sure I'm going to take astronomy too because I took astronomy one over the summer at TCC. Again, plug in TCC in this. But uh, what's it called? So it was perfectly fine and it was pretty easy. If you want to, like, again, if you're not a science major, Especially if you're not a science major, if you just want to take your sciences somewhere else or at TCC or here during the summer, whatever you want, just make sure that you pick the easier ones because we, we know that we're not very uh, chemistry, well, very anything savvy. But <laughs> aside Honestly, from, aside we, from we, we, we can talk. That's it. Sometimes that's, that's about it. we can sometimes talk. I can set you set you a camera. I can set up a camera, but I can't do anything else. <laughs> How about you, um, Cindy? You got any science stories for us? Any... Uh, did, what, what did you take? Uh, I can't even come up with it. anatomy and physiology. I don't know. That, that, that class is very difficult, I've heard. So I only have to take physics one and two, which I took through um, UTA. I was going to take it during the summer, my physics two. And I apparently, I mean, I'll admit it, I took the wrong course. So I, would, I took general physics and they uh, wanted me to take general technical physics oh and you know i i fought for that credit but apparently it wasn't enough so i still had to take it so yeah that was that was like my main concern like i just want to put that out there like make sure your credit transfers yeah having that uh, real life right in front of you mm -hmm. it, it can definitely help some some learning styles now i like i said i took astronomy one for my second credit and the astro whole astronomy department just i i I think their astronomy one classes were joke kind of jokes to them. I think on the on the what's it called on the note of taking the classes that you need to take, I'm just gonna tell you that if you're gonna take life sciences here at UTA and you for some reason, I'm not judging you, want to take physics, there's three types of I'm physics. You. <laughs> Zach is judging you. I'm not gonna judge you, but there's three <laughs> types of physics. There's physics for non-specialists. There's general college physics. And then there's general technical physics, which is the one that Cindy didn't understand she had to take. <laughs> I, I, I'm still mad about it. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I'd, I'd be mad if I had to take an extra semester of physics. I did. Like, I was, I'm still mad about it. But, you know, that that's why I just want to emphasize. Make sure the course that you're make taking sure. transfers. You know, like, Absolutely. and there's websites out there. Like, let's be, let's be honest. Like, if you just ask your advisor to tell you, like, hey, you know, maybe you're too busy and you, you can't look at this right now, but if you can send me the website, I can check it myself, you know? And then just provide confirmation. Uh, I'm <laughs> not a new student, but that sounded exhausting. I hate having to email. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I understand that. Yeah, 100% no, know where people are coming from in that. And thank, Thankfully, I mean, uh, a lot of adver uh, advisors are having walk-ins now, mm -hmm. uh, more and more up to date. So now uh, I've had a couple of times where I, I walk into my advisor and be like, hey, I, I just want to have a couple of questions about this. When in doubt? Go to your advisor. It's like like th this is not that this is not something you have to debate, I mean, my friend. I mean, this is, you have to go because uh, then you're gonna end up taking general college physics instead of general technical physics. Like you have if, to. Uh, <laughs> if nothing else, I'm pretty sure advisors are like required to have food. I learned this last week is that the advising offices have food. So if you if you're hungry <laughs> or something, you can just go to the advising office and and get something to eat. At least here at the comm department, because the comm department is the best department. You do. Uh, we have Shameless food. Books. We have, we have food in our advisors' uh, offices. So if you're ever hungry, I've had a couple of people that just walk in and like, well, this is what I'm gonna eat for today. <laughs> uh, so if you're ever hungry, they have everything from like cans of beans to like maruchan and, and stuff like that. Or yeah. maruchan is just the 
Mexican way of calling noodles, but, but yeah. <laughs> so they have noodles. So that was natural science kind of started on and biology and ended at noodles. I think we came full circle. <laughs> After that, social slash cultural study elective. I don't know what that means. Uh, let me take a closer look. So, uh, yeah, so actually oh, I took economics. That's what I took. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the 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 um, social and cultural studies elect, uh, studies elective. Uh, I took economics too. I took macroeconomics. Yeah, macroeconomics. But I took them at TCC. I took a Again. dual credit. <laughs> yeah. Again, TCC. But uh, what's it called? Yeah, those are. Uh, I can give you some of the uh, some of the options that you have to take for that for that specific class because I mean they are uh, really outside of your major usually. Yeah, very much outside of you. I don't know what half of like I just have the abbreviations in front of me. I don't know what half of them mean. Yeah, you have uh, things like human geography, uh, economics for social issues, macroeconomics, microeconomics. If you took took any of those as a dual credit, you can take them. Then you have other things like oh, introduction to psychology and introduction to sociology. I know a lot of people that took those as their as their, you can call them social and cultural studies. I usually call them social and behavioral sciences, uh, just because that sounds better. <laughs> Sounds but, nicer. Sounds nicer. Uh, but yeah, I took macroeconomics at TCC. Uh, I don't know. Did you take any of the here at UTA or? Yeah. So I actually took macroeconomics and micro and microeconomics at DCCD. But I'm an industrial engineering major. So it's basically a combination of like really business and engineering. Yeah. So there's this course called engineering economics. And, and you had to take that? And I had to take that. Uh. And <laughs> it's so intense, honestly. Um, I had a great professor. She really um, walked me through a lot of these steps personally. And, you know, actually, she does research at the at UTA. And, you know, she's just very, she's a very helpful source. But I'm not going to lie. Engineering economics was a little bit tough. <laughs> uh, depending on what your major ends up being, this might, this might be built in already, especially if, like, uh, you're a Bachelor of Science. Uh, I think Bachelor of Arts, I can't think of... Any that would have been built into ours? No, I don't think so. Uh, I do. Say, I will say that uh, I've heard from a lot of friends uh, that take took here the class at, at UTA that intro to psychology is actually pretty helpful with with just uh, learning how to communicate with people, learning how to talk to people, and stuff like that. So I, I mean, if you were into that or if you want to learn more about that, you should uh, talk to them. Also, had a couple friends that have taken that class, and they they said it was pretty easy to boot. So like, yeah. if you really need a kind of th that kind of class and you're struggling, that probably be the one i recommend simply because i i don't know any a better alternative i've heard good things about it not, it's not macroeconomics i can tell oh, you yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. that that class can get can get uh difficult <laughs> all right fine arts appreciation i did theater theater oh, yeah. i have theater appreciation yep theater and film appreciation theater yeah yeah i did yeah, theater and film yeah yeah uh, what's it, so that's that's i think the best class that you can take and and i will tell you take theater theater and film appreciation all you do well at least in my class what, what we did was sit there and watch movies and then review about the movies and, and then I, take a test at the end and take a test at the end which which was pretty, pretty and I, when i mean at the end i mean the end of the semester not at the end of the movie yeah yeah, yeah no, no at the at the end of the semester there's a couple of questions from the movies there's a couple of questions mm -hmm. from other th stuff but, but they give you the review exactly yeah. Yeah. exactly so it's pretty easy it's it's uh uh relax uh just why would you do anything else to yourself just just take theater and film appreciation uh, especially if you just want to watch movies sometimes. Yeah, I'm, I know. I, I know someone who took art appreciation. I'm pretty sure that their class was way harder than my oh, theater yeah. appreciation class. Yeah, yeah, I've heard some things about music appreciation. Uh, I know what a treble clef is. <laughs> uh, yeah, as a, as a choir student, that kind of hurt me. But yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, what's it called? I think uh, music appreciation was not as fun as theater appreciation, at least from what I've heard. Uh, so yeah, I would re definitely, absolutely, 100% recommend you to take. Theater and film appreciation. There, there are some classes, and I will tell you, there are some classes that look easy, but are not. Because I'm telling you, like I, I, had, I had a specific friend that he took art appreciation too. The teachers send them to a museum all the way in the other side of Fort Worth. No. And they were like, oh, yeah, you have to go. And we're not even going to cover your cost or, your, or the museum fee. You have to go there and pay it yourself. And to I was be, just like, how, how is that even legal? I mean, <laughs> and so he lives, he lives in like Rockwell or something so on the other side of Dallas. So he had to drive two hours. All the way to the other side uh, to uh, Fort Worth just to watch that museum, and it wasn't that interesting. Driving two hours, ooh, <laughs> that that does not sound. You fun. see, I took the class the year of COVID, so we did have to go the to year a of COVID. the year of COVID. <laughs> the year of COVID. Back in the beginning, there was no COVID, but then the year of COVID. <laughs> 
I feel like 10 years time, we're just going to talk about the, the COVID years, the COVID era. Yes. Yeah. It would be like three years long, four years. I don't even know. Hopefully it's almost over. But yeah. So, so what's it called? So we had to go watch a play. But then since COVID started, I didn't have to go watch a play. Wow. So, so it was perfectly fine for me. All I had to do was watch movies. Uh, and it was it was a great uh, it was a great class. So like I said before, if I, if you haven't got it in yet, you need to take theater appreciation. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know, you 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 were talking about like there are some classes that like they seem like they should be easy, but yeah, uh, you know, they're kind of the false he- herrings there, oh, yeah. red herrings. If you, I don't know, is that if, is that even the right term? Talking about all these theater and f- film appreciation, I don't even know the right term. Uh, but uh, a good this way is to, why Zach is not an English major. <laughs> a good way to check. A good just moving on. A good way to check is uh, you go to rate my professor. Like we said before, you can't take everything at its word, but like if you see back to back to back to back reviews of one stars and it's like overwhelming negative then chances are it's probably a hard class that's that's really what it comes down Here, to. here's the thing about rate my professor i have a lot of friends that just look at rate my like they look at the rating and then they go out so it's like oh 3.5 out of 5 no or 3 3 out of 5 okay no what i would do instead is read the reviews like actually take your time a little bit to read the reviews because some of them are like this guy is very test heavy. This guy is very lecture heavy. This, this guy, is guy very... made me buy a textbook. One star. <laughs> so, so exactly. So if you're a person that tests well, or you're a person that really likes lectures, or you're a person that really likes online work, and, and that, that's how your classes work for you, and this guy, even though that person didn't like it, this guy is very lecture heavy or whatever it is, and you think you can work with that class, just read the reviews and make sure that you, that, that class is a fit for you. This is something I do systematically before making my schedule every single time. And it's a little bit of extra work, but it can pay dividends at the end. <laughs> I'm telling you, I haven't taken the broadcast announcing class like Zach has. And <laughs> I think that's where you learn to do all the voices of how to do the, the COVID year. No, I don't know. <laughs> those are the ones that just talk to me in my head. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> then I guess I have to get some of those. <laughs> no, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> not a great idea. Not a great idea. But yeah, I think those are the only ones that we have for uh, for general requirements. Um, we've we already had... talked about the speech one. There's a computer proficiency class. Uh, I've I'm never heard about doubt it. on that. That has to be new. I've never heard about that. I haven't either. I don't know any information oh, about that. You know one that we are forgetting? We are forgetting the UNIF class. The UNIF class. <laughs> <laughs> Study hall. <laughs> oh, God. I just see their phrase expressions if you guys can see them. So the UNIF U- class. UTA decided it would be a fantastic idea to make every single student pay for a class that tells you pretty much what information that we're telling you now, except making you have to take like pay for it and tell you over a semester rather than like what 30 30 minute increments to like it i mean we're, we're going way above and beyond honestly with those classes do but on it, it it is quite straight up a cash grab by the university saying oh, yeah. you have to pay for this class and we'll tell you what caps is you have to pay for this class and we and i'll we'll to point out what the or uh, organization activity fair is everybody like if, if you're on <laughs> campus during the organization organization activity uh, session you know where that it's going on but you know they give you a little an assignment to go and talk to a booth or something because uh they, they're trying to help a freshman adjust to campus and pretty much what it is is a cash grab plain and simple. yeah 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 no uh what's it called i i i out of the whole class or the whole semester all i got is uh one sort of friend and i got into a fight with a vegan um <laughs> that's all i got for the host and i wasn't even trying to get her into a fight with a vegan she was eating gummies and i just let her know by the way gummies are not vegan just just as a psa and then she started screaming at me in the middle of class so i was like oh my god so and that was my freshman year so like that was my first experience with college getting shouted at by a vegan um but yeah i mean that's 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 all i got from that class i i, I really recommend you to just go around talking to people especially if you find friends in other uh interest interest class or interest clubs uh, those are really helpful. I would totally recommend you to to join cl- a club to make friends, and 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 that's basically how you learn those inside scoops about UTA instead of taking a UNIF class that tells you things pretty much by the book. It like, tells you what you're the UNIF class tells you what you're paying for, if nothing else. It's like yeah, you can go to the Mac, but, yeah, you can go to Caps, but you have to pay for. Anyways. But even then, I feel like the UNIF class was just a recap of of orientation because yeah. I feel like if you paid attention in orientation, which a lot of people didn't, but if you paid attention in orientation. They told you the same. That's stuff. basically the same thing as the unit. And if you didn't pay attention to your orientation, why would you pay attention to it exactly. the second time? It's just the same thing, taking it over over a whole semester. I mean, it's, it's that just, you pay for. That you pay for. That, that you pay. That you have to pay for. 
I will uh, I will curb it with this that uh, Danny and I are probably biased against it. Uh, well, I don't know. You might not be because they group you by major when you get this unit class. So I was sitting there with a bunch of microbiology majors, and I wasn't even a microbiology major by the end of it. So like a lot of that just became useless to me. Huge waste. <laughs> yeah, but you know it still counted. It's, it still checked the box. I think that's gonna about do it here for this kind of prolonged section for your general course requirements. We kind of went down the list, unpacked everything for you, gave uh, gave you our thoughts on what we would, uh, what we did take, what we should have taken, and if we could do it again, <laughs> what what we definitely would have done. Uh, pretty much, if if you're just tuning in, it boiled down to do a dual credit or AP or something before getting into to college because college costs money. As many as you can take in as high school and co- or community college. Schedule, man. Go, go. Yeah. Uh, if, if, if you do like university classes, there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. But when we return, we're actually going to get uh, Cindy's inside scoop on UTA uh, government here. The, student government. Yeah, student government. That's right. She... Uh, I don't know if I forgot to to say it at the beginning, but she actually did run for an elective position and succeed. So we'll get her inside scoop on that when we return. <laughs> 